You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Broadcasting from the place where America won its freedom in the heart of Hampton Roads, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Good afternoon. Welcome into the Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly, Robbie Vogler, producing the show. Quarterback week continues. Jimmy G Day, everybody. Jimmy Garoppolo Day. James Garoppolo Day. James G Day. Jimmy GQ Day. Uh, Who should want Jimmy G? What team out there should be clamoring for old Jimmy Jawline? I'm not sure if anyone actually calls him any of these things that I'm, I'm naming him as right now. But he's one of the options out there. And, and... Here's how I would describe how Jimmy G gets brought up into every conversation. If you can't get fill in the blank, I think you should look to Jimmy G. So who do you think ends up with Jimmy G? That's part of the conversation today. Uh, We want to hear from you. 757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494 for both call-ins and the Dream Lawns text line. Jimmy G. I'll tell you who should want Jimmy G. Teams that have a young quarterback that they think will be damaged if they play that young quarterback. Meaning, you draft a guy that you think, if we play him, he is going to play poorly, and if he plays poorly, we are going to permanently ruin his confidence. Like, uh, you know, the, the, the best example of this is David Carr, right? David Carr was drafted number one overall by the Texans early 2000s. And they had no choice but to play him early because they were an expansion club and, and he was the, the face of the franchise and all those sorts of things. And they played him and they couldn't protect him. So he was sacked more in his first two or three years, whatever the stat is. It's, it's referenced a lot. He was hit. He was pressured. He was hurried more than anyone in NFL history. And uh, because of that, he essentially got the yips, right? He got, he got happy feet. He was feeling the rush or seeing the rush instead of feeling the rush. He was seeing ghosts. And he was never able to live up to his potential. If you have a young quarterback that you like, but you think you can permanently damage or permanently lower their ceiling by playing them, you bring in Jimmy G. Jimmy G is a bridge at this point. Now, that's not to say he doesn't have value. It's just to say he is a bridge from where you are now to where you want to be. He's not where you want to be. He's not the destination. The most common way I see Jimmy G described is you can win with him. Can't win because of him. And there's a, a fine difference there, but it's there. I, I, another way to describe it is you are completely okay and comfortable with him in the game. Right? You're not changing your playbook. You're not you're going with the training wheels, the kid gloves. You're, you're calling the plays you want to call. You're completely comfortable with him in the game. But you also would be completely fine if you uh you, you wanted to move on to get your young quarterback in the game you you wouldn't feel hamstrung going ah we can't take out jimmy g but yeah you know what we can take out jimmy g jeremy fowler on sports center on what's next for jimmy g and he mentions a couple possible destinations he is expected to leave san fran once and for all he will have suitors uh you know talking to some other teams they say houston could be a spot 
Uh, you know, because of his uh, past relationship with Nick Casario, the GM, some pieces there. You look at a team like uh, Atlanta. Uh, that was one team that was floated to me because Arthur Smith runs a variation of the Kyle Shanahan system. It's believed that Jimmy needs to be in, in that kind of offense that he's familiar with. And so, you know, Atlanta's going to be looking potentially for a new quarterback, although they do like Desmond Ritter, who played pretty well as a rookie. It seems like he is the the Jimmy G is the silver medal in the Derek Carr sweepstakes. Derek Carr seems like he's the silver medal in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, which I think makes Jimmy G the bronze medal in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. I think that math adds up. That That's how I look at Jimmy G. Now, if, if Jimmy G and or Jimmy G's agent are out in the mix asking for $35, $40 million, I'm saying uh, no. If they're out in the mix looking for 15, well, we can talk, right? Basically, I'm going to set aside $35, $40 million for the quarterback position. If I have to have a high-drafted rookie quarterback, that's going to be 10, 12, whatever it is, and and the rest Jimmy G could be interested in. I'm not paying him like he's a top-of-the-line starter. He's below the Baker Mayfield line. Who did I reassign the Baker Mayfield line to? Is it Jimmy G? Is he the new line? Yes. Oh, man, he's the line. That's the perfect that's the perfect way to describe him. Every quarterback better than Jimmy G is asking for starter money. Every quarterback below Jimmy G is saying, "You know what? I I'm self-aware. I should probably be asking for backup money or a one-year prove it deal." Jimmy G's right in the middle going, "What do I do?" He lives on the line, right on the edge. Don't push him. It's close to the edge. He's trying not to lose his head. He's also a great smokescreen, meaning uh if I if I were an NFL team, um, and I didn't want everybody to think I was going to draft a quarterback. You bring in Jimmy G, then all of a sudden teams aren't trading to draft it or trading to jump you in the draft because they're like, all right, they're not taking a quarterback. And then you can take your quarterback and Jimmy G. You know, as long as you can get him on a mediocre money, almost no guaranteed beyond this year deal, it'll throw teams off the scent of you drafting a quarterback. Jimmy G will also turn 32 this season. Feels like he just kind of introduced themselves to us but he's already low 30s and you know in the non-tom brady division mid to late 30s is when quarterbacks begin to fall off he's mid to early 30s but still he'll turn 32 during this upcoming season so the excitement around jimmy g i think is is artificial right i think what it is 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 teams will talk themselves into being excited about jimmy g just because they know there's a chance they end up with jimmy g right if you're a team right now you don't want to talk down on jimmy you don't want to make it seem like you're not interested at all in jimmy you don't want to make it seem like if you strike out with all your first options you always have jimmy g as your safety school you don't want to see that because then if you end up with them, all the fans are going to go, wow, we're, really, we're going to the, the safety school? That doesn't sound great. That's not what I was hoping for. You talked me into all these big teams. You talked me into all these big players, all these flashy names. Now you're giving me the guy you can win with, but not the one you can win because of? That's exactly what we're doing. Where do you think Jimmy G is going to end up? Again, that call-in number and text line is the same. 757-687-9494. We talked yesterday about all the rookies. When it comes to Jimmy G, the ones to pay attention to are Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, right? The ones who uh, 
their rookie years probably will start because just about every first-round quarterback does end up starting at some point in their rookie deal, but they won't until the season has gotten away. Those teams need someone to start until the season has gotten away. That's where Jimmy G steps in. So get ready. We're going to talk about this later. Where should Jimmy G want to go? Jimmy G, he has to look for like the franchise that he thinks is going to mess up their plan A the, the worst. Which which front office is going to draft a rookie in the first round who stinks? Who's going to be the, the front office that drafts Zach Wilson? Because he'd love to be the other quarterback competing with that guy, right? What he doesn't want to be is Jimmy G competing with, you know, Justin Herbert, right? Because then you end up Tyrod Taylor. You end up just getting shipped out of town. That's what you don't want to be. So he's actually, he has to be not only a little greedy, he has to be a little uh, like preying on the downfall of others. Who has a quarterback right now that is going to be quarterback one going into next year that he does not believe in? That he thinks about six weeks in, they're going to want a veteran to step in to stabilize things. If Washington is rolling with Sam Howell, then guess what Jimmy G and his agent are doing? They're deciding whether they believe in Sam Howell. Because if they don't believe in Sam Howell, that's a great place to be for Jimmy G. If they do believe in Sam Howell, it's not a great place to be because then you're going to go there and he's going to play well and he's going to, you know, Brock Purdy this whole situation and go on a nice little run and Jimmy G is going to be on the stand line or on the sideline standing there clapping. So he's got to be a little bit, a uh, little bit, little little bit of a, a cynic. Dom in Newport News, I asked for your thoughts on where Jimmy G is going to end up. Dom has some on the call-in line. You can call in as well, 757-687-9494. Dom, thanks for calling in. Where does Jimmy G play next year? Dom in Newport News. I can't, uh, oh, hold on, I can't Dom. Can you, turn down, can you turn down your radio before you start talking? We just don't want to hear an echo. I got you. Yep. Perfect. Go ahead. I think, uh, I'm thinking he's going to end up at the Colts. You know, maybe a little Will Levis draft there, and I could see him being a little smokescreen for them, and give him a, a bridge year for Levis to develop because he's, he's raw, definitely. I mean, not as raw as Richardson, but he's definitely raw with the arm talent there. Do you think that you think they're willing to take Levis number four overall? I think he'll fall there. Okay. All right. And I Pre- think they're willing to take him there. Appreciate- I, mean, I don't think they're going to trade up. Okay, I appreciate it. Um, that's I believe that's a little that's a little high for Levis, but if you if you love your guy, you love your guy. And if they don't trade up, I do not believe Young or Stroud will be there at four, so they'd be picking amongst Levis, Richardson, and whoever else would be there. Um, my first thought when he said the Colts was they've tried the veteran quarterback thing a bunch here, and I think they want to go younger. But if they go younger and still bring in Jimmy G, that's a that's a wrinkle that might work out. I don't I don't hate that move. Who did we have going to Indy yesterday? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. But that would have to be a trade up. If they go Bryce Young, I don't think they bring in any any veteran that could even remotely be considered competition. If they go Will Levis, I don't know if it's competition. You're looking for a bridge. And that, you know, like a Baker or a Jimmy G or something along those lines. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Quarterback week continues. It is Jimmy G day. If you have thoughts on where James Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo ends up, we want to hear him. 757-687-9494. And if he gets a starting job, do they toss him the keys? I don't think it's going to happen, but if you think there's a team out there that will, 757-687-9494. Also, when we come back, the mystery of Lamar Jackson's situation, 
is is leading everybody to get a little crazy. It's getting a little out of hand. Uh, we'll try to, to reel it back in. Coming up next right here, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. If you see it in a game, you will hear about it right here. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show quarterback week continuing. Jimmy G day. Jimmy Garoppolo day here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Call in with where you think he's going to end up. How consequential is he in the quarterback carousel? 757-687-9494. Willingham in Newport News on the call-in line. Again, 757-687-9494. Willingham from Newport News has an idea of where Jimmy G should go. Uh, Willingham, thanks for calling in. Where should Jimmy Jimmy G end up? I think since if he ain't going to be with the Florida man, he should go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneer because, like, they're losing their quarterback. He's a veteran quarterback. He's an experienced quarterback. He's been to the Super Bowl. And um, he was once with New England when uh, when Brady was at New England. So he can come and fit right in with the offense because Tampa Bay don't need a mobile quarterback. They said need a quarterback to direct their team. Outside of, of the football fit or where, you know, the cap space fit, do you think Jimmy would be cool with just – kind of replacing Brady and making his whole career about chasing Brady? No, it, it won't be that. It'd be the division. It'd be proving something to the Florida Nanos because, like, uh, if he ain't going to compete with the Florida Nanos with it. So when he went down at Tampa Bay, that'll give him a good fresh start because Tampa Bay need a quarterback. All right. Appreciate the call, yeah. Willingham. Uh, call back in any time, 757-687-9494. It does feel like Jimmy G is forever going to be connected to Brady, right? Obviously, he was in in New England. He was the guy drafted to replace Brady, and then Brady played another 10 years, which kind of changes everything. Um, But then he goes to the Niners, and there's always this flirtation between Shanahan and Brady, and it's also Brady's hometown, right? He's the California guy. Now now Tom retires from Tampa, and immediately everyone's like, Tampa, we got a couple texts on the text line saying Tampa. We also got one saying New England. Let, let's go to Boston Rod, which, I mean, the name should should say it, but Boston Rod, uh, what do you say, uh, Robbie? Boston Rod said New England should sign Jimmy G, trade Mac Jones, and have Bailey Zappi as the backup to step in when Jimmy G gets hurt. I I, I don't know. I, I don't, for something like... Obviously, if they're the highest bidder and it's by a ton, sure, then then Jimmy G would obviously put up with it. But I just – it's hard to go back to a place when when they moved on and you moved on. Not saying it's impossible, right? Not saying it's impossible. It just seems difficult to do. I don't know if he forever wants to be like that guy that was trying to replace Brady. I think you know there's, there's a bunch of other places he could go. Uh, it's Jimmy G Day here on Quarterback Week, and we have another call with another uh, – or we have another location from a caller, I should say. James in Newport News. Uh, James, where does James Garoppolo end up? What's going on, man? Um, I think a good spot for uh, Jimmy would be Carolina. I think that would be a good spot for him to get a little revamp to his career especially if they take Anthony Richardson at the um, back end of the first round, I mean, back end of the lottery. Um, they have a good defense, and he could get into the playoffs, play for another contract for another team in the following year when Anthony takes the spot. It's, it's a good option. I appreciate the call. Uh, call back in anytime, 757-687-9494. That's the number for, for all callers. I do think – if I could, if you could just tell me where Anthony Richardson was going to end up, I think that would be a good spot for Jimmy G. 
or Will Levis to a lesser degree, but but similar. Right, we have caller calling near the top of the show. Said the Colts, they're going to get Levis at four and have Jimmy G there for the bridge. Caller right there. Carolina can get uh, Richardson at nine overall, and then Jimmy G for the bridge. I like the I like both of those options for Jimmy G. He's just going to have to know. It's not like I have this year to prove myself. It's it might be I have this until the bye to prove myself. I might it might be I have eight games to prove myself, but. You know, eight games as a starter in the NFL is more than a lot of guys ever get. So, you know, do what you do what you can with it to to audition. Because once they draft a guy in the top half of the first round, that guy's going to eventually be a starter. That's just the investment is there. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety four point one. This this whole conversation is getting too crazy, and I, and I'm talking about uh, Lamar Jackson's situation. The latest question, it's being asked multiple places. Uh, There's an article on Pro Football Talk about it. They're talking about it on ESPN. Is, would Lamar Jackson play at all on a franchise tag? Not talking about holding out. We're talking about sitting out now. Sitting out the entire year. Jeff Darlington on Get Up with some uh, some of those details. I think you picked the wrong guy if you think that Lamar Jackson is going to fold on this one. He has been a man of principle since before he even got into the league when people suggest that he shouldn't play the quarterback position. He has always put his feet in the ground. And one thing I want to point out here is that not to go too in the weeds, but Mike T talking about that non-exclusive tag at $32 million. I don't even know that Lamar Jackson would play at the exclusive tag at $45 million. He ain't stepping foot on the field for $32 million this coming season. No shot. And by the way, Deshaun Watson got three first-round picks in that trade to go to the Browns, had to give them up to the Texans. Two first-round picks isn't enough either. So, I, I look, I just think Lamar Jackson is a man of principle, and he ain't stepping on the field under that tag. I think we also have to use our logic the other way. Lamar Jackson's not sitting out an entire season of football in his mid-20s. Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, put out an article. The entire article is just pondering if Lamar Jackson could sit out the entire season if they franchise tag him. I have a a sentence from the article here I want to read to you. It's not unprecedented for a franchise tag player to skip an entire season. Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell did it in 2018, laying the foundation for a trip to the open market in 2019. End of of the quote, or end of the, the line from the article. No, that's not... That's not precedent for this situation. Quarterbacks are not running backs. I am, just because, you know, the whole never say never, so I won't say 100%, I am 99.9% sure Lamar Jackson will not sit out an entire season because that is career suicide for a quarterback. Running backs, I mean, everyone recognizes the business decisions there, right? The shelf life is short. You need to to limit your carries, limit your hits, limit your contact because your career is quick and everybody everybody's on the same page. For quarterbacks, everyone's on the same page that you have to make the world believe that you eat, live, breathe, sleep, drink, work out, dream, football. Everything has to be football or else you're not fit to be the CEO of our franchise. A holdout is different than a sit-out. If they sit out, if he sits out the season, I think there's a lot of teams out there that you thought would be on the market that would go, hmm, 
I'm not saying there won't be any because if he sits out a year and then hits the open market, there will be a market entered Deshaun Watson. We've seen it, right? You can sit out a year uh, for a much better reason than Deshaun Watson and and still have have a bunch of teams willing to pay you. But we also saw Deshaun Watson come back and not be that good at football. And we also know that Lamar Jackson plays a, a style of football that gets him hit quite often, which is why Luis Rid- Luis, Lewis Riddick, reading not my strong suit today lewis riddick on get up made this point the way in which lamar jackson plays the game and this is not a slight against him this is not a knock against him it's what makes lamar lamar and why he you know if i'm sitting here looking at him i say he needs to go ahead and protect himself right now because of the risk that he puts himself you know the way he puts himself in harm's way with the way he plays yeah so i think he should stand firm put his feet in the ground and say, hey, look, I need the guaranteed money. I'm not willing to go ahead and play this thing out year to year because nobody knows how this is going to look for me a year, two years down the road for me. That is only telling half the story. Right? I, like the, the thing is, there is nuance here. Lamar's not going to sit out an entire year. I refuse to believe that. But at the same time, you can't sit here and make that point and say Lamar needs to protect himself with guaranteed money based on the way he plays the game. Why should he negotiate as if his style of play is dangerous, but you're expecting the team to ignore that the style of play he plays is dangerous? They're not going to give him a whole bunch of, of guaranteed money above and beyond what every other quarterback makes simply because he's like, hey, I, I get hurt a lot. They're going to go exactly. The report today that came out from Jeremy Fowler is that all of the counter offers that Lamar Jackson gave back to the Ravens had more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. That Deshaun Watson deal is such an outlier when it comes to guaranteed money that the the Ravens can't sign that deal. Not because he's not better than, I believe he's a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson, but because the reason why he wants all the money is exactly what Lewis said. He, he plays a style of football that's going to get hurt at some point in time. And that's exactly what the Ravens have to look at and go, we know why you want the guaranteed money. That's why we don't want to give you the guaranteed money. You're not the only one with a little bit of logic here. Apparently, you're just the only one whose logic Lewis Riddick talks about on ESPN. If he gets tagged for $45 million, he's playing next year. If he gets tagged for $32 million, somebody else is going to sign him to a ginormous contract offer sheet, and either the Ravens will match it or they'll get two first-round picks for it and he'll play somewhere else. He is playing next year. Those are the options. He gets tagged with a a non-exclusive franchise tag. Somebody else signs him to a ginormous offer. Either the Ravens match it. He's the starting quarterback for the, the Ravens. The Ravens don't match it. He's the starting quarterback for whoever signs the offer sheet, and the Ravens get two first-round picks. And the third option is he comes to a, a an agreement with the Ravens without the tag. Those are the options. Or he plays on the, the exclusive franchise tag, which is $45-plus million. And then he probably plays on the exclusive tag again next year if that happens, and then he hits the open market and goes full Kirk Cousins and gets $300 million. Guaranteed. Over like six years. Stop asking ridiculous. Would do you think he'll sit out the full season? No. Other questions that are do you think he'll change positions? Foolish question. Do you, do you think he'll enter pro pickleball? No. Like there there are certain questions that just don't need to be asked. Tim Donnelly show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here's a question that does need to be asked. Is it top dog or total dud? We're playing our favorite game coming up. 
It's Top Dog or Total Dud. That man, Top Dog, big cheese, a head honcho. That's not good enough. On the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's time for Top Dog or Total Dud. Robbie serves him up. I do my best to knock him out of the park. Here's Robbie. Tim, speaking of serving it up, Lamar Jackson has played pickleball at least once this <laughs> offseason. Uh... I'm a good top dog. <laughs> Ravens fans don't want to hear that. They're like, no, you sit in a bubble until you are ready to play. Do not get hurt. Uh, but we've seen him play like pickup. He's posted videos of pickup football, like in basketball courts, like inside the, the, the chain link fences and he's, and he's running routes, catching passes. If you're around enough public parks in 2023, at some point in time, someone's going to put a pickleball paddle in your, in your hand. Uh, so I'm going to say yes. Aaron Rodgers will not tell us where he's playing next season until next month. Next month, like March 1st is the earliest that he can tell us. Um, I'll go. Well, we tell us where he's playing or tell us if he wants to be traded or not. Tell us, I guess if he wants to play that, uh, that's, that's my bad. I think before March 1st, we'll know if he wants to continue playing football. Uh, So top dog. For the simple fact of, like, I believe March 3rd is usually the first day of the league year. And I think even he recognizes, like, if he holds him hostage into the next league year, that's that's that, that PR is going to start coming back to get him. He is out of his darkness retreat. I have some observations about his darkness retreat. Sounds a little bit more like a hotel than a darkness retreat, but, uh, like, there was a light switch, supposedly. Didn't, didn't flip it on, but just knowing it's there, it's like, High wire act with a safety net. You know, if you fall, you're okay. Um, it's, it's, I think we will know by March 1st if he can wants to continue playing. Where? I don't know if we get that by March 1st. Cause even if he says, like, I'm, I'm comfortable being traded or it leaks that he wants to be traded, it'll take the Packers a, a little bit here to, you know, field all the bids and, and break down all the offers and all that. Aaron Rodgers has a better chance of winning a Super Bowl in Green Bay than anywhere else for the rest of his career. Total dud. Um, if he goes to San Francisco, they immediately become the betting favorite. I think that much is is very obvious. I think if he goes to the Jets, that's a team that's set up to age him more gracefully than the Packers right now. Um, so even though I would say the Packers might have a better chance like next year, the next three years would probably be better with, with the Jets if he's still playing to a to a decently high level. So, uh, so no, I think I mean if he can, if he can work it to San Fran, I mean. If you, I believe if you asked him right now, darkness retreat or not, if you say, hey, we can get you to San Francisco, he would say, I want to be traded from the Packers. The, the problem is he'd probably say, I want to be traded, and then it's luck of the draw where he ends up. Josh Allen has the most pressure of any quarterback next season to win a championship. Mm, all right, now i got to run through him. Let me, let, me, let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. Um, as it stands right now, I'll go top dog. As it stands right now, I'll go top dog. Now, if Rodgers does end up, I don't know why, it's all coming back to the same move. If Rodgers ends up in San Francisco, he has the most. Um, if Rodgers ends up in, in Tennessee, then it's it's Josh Allen. Buffalo is just, they're putting conversations that they haven't earned their way into yet. So at a certain point, we're going to kick you out of those conversations if you don't win. So yeah, uh, Josh Allen needs, needs to win a Super Bowl. The NBA champion will come out of the Western conference 
The NBA. Ooh, 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 ooh. No, 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 no. Total dud. That took me about two seconds to visualize where, who was in which conference. Uh, the Bucks, the Celtics, I think are probably the two most likely champions, at least in, in my estimation. Um, the Suns are a good pick. The Mavericks, if they can put it together. The Warriors are always dangerous, even though they're not playing very well. Uh, I'm a Sixers fan, so I want to put them into conversations they haven't earned their way into yet. But uh, but the Celtics and the Bucks are the, the two that made it obvious for me. Golden State is kind of the second to last team in. They're only a couple games back from not being even in the play-in. So, Tim, the Golden State Warriors will not make the playoffs. Do you count the play-in as the playoffs? I do, yes. Okay, then they'll, they'll make it. Uh, so that's total dud, right? You're right. right. You're right. Uh, they're the Warriors. Like, if it comes down to the last couple of weeks and you need to bank on you know, also ran team generic against the Golden State Warriors to have to win like six of their last seven to grab the final play in spot. I, I like the Warriors, right? I, I like the team with the pedigree. And on top of that, at some point, Steph Curry is going to be Steph Curry again, right? I know the, the injuries have been there for a while, but, uh, but they'll, they'll be all right. They'll, when I say they'll be all right, they'll be all right making the play in game, not all right guaranteed wise, like go be a contender. The Washington Commanders will make the playoffs next season. Sheesh. Uh, you were going to make me do this in, on yep. February 23rd just to get people mad at me. That's total, right. Total dud. Um, the Eagles are good. I expect them to win the division, although no one wins that division in back-to-back here. So even if they don't, I think they'll make the playoffs. That would probably mean the Cowboys are stepping up. Jeez, uh, I'm just making people mad. Uh I think the Giants will take. Okay. A, I think the Giants will take a step back. I think Washington is. They're building like this, here's the problem with Washington. I want to say this offseason they're building the foundation of their future, but it's like year twelve of Ron Rivera. The foundation should have already been there. So I think there's more drama coming for Washington than than they could survive. ODU men's basketball beat Southern Miss yesterday. Yes, and they did. Tim, big game, big win. It was their biggest win of the <laughs> season. Uh, hmm. See, here's why I'm struggling with this. I'll go top dog, but here's why I'm struggling with this. Uh, the win, like, in a tangible form didn't mean much. Like, it didn't, like, vault them up the standings. Didn't, didn't. They're kind of locked into that fifth seed right now. Um, but mentally, I think that win is huge, right? Southern Miss, second best in the Sun Belt. Uh, what were they, 24-3 and three going into the game? They were the top team going into last night. Well, there you go. Uh... 13 and 3 in the Sun Belt prior to the game. Uh, and on top of that, you just lost Ben Stanley to an injury. Emo Essien was not back, uh, still dealing with concussion like symptoms or the protocols, or, or I don't know the official language on that. Um, Makai Long playing through, and uh, I would say he's hurt, not injured with the knee. Uh, Chauncey Jenkins hurt, not injured with the ankle. Both of them played 35 plus minutes, 35 plus minutes. Makai Long with the double-double, Chauncey Jenkins with like a 17-6-5 night, whatever it was, 16-6-5. That's just that's just a great team win. I saw Jeff Jones in the postgame said he was speechless. Yeah, I'd say it's a pretty big win. We have a giveaway coming up before the end of the hour. That's always top dog. Um, 
<laughs> we al- <laughs> there you go. Uh, we also have a caller. This caller's been waiting, so let's go ahead and, and get to them real quickly. It is uh, Jimmy G Day is part of quarterback week, but we were talking about Lamar Jackson earlier. Uh, one of the questions that's being passed around all the sports media entities is, would Lamar sit out a full season? So, heck no, he would not. Even if he has to play for $45 million on a one-year deal on the contract, on the franchise tag, he'd do it. Uh, Dom in Northern Neck has some comments on the Lamar uh, situation, so we'll go to Dom. Uh, the call-in number is 757-687-9494. Dom, thanks for calling in. What do you have for us? Hey, Tim. Uh, I guess I uh, got my name confused. Uh, my name is Rob. Oh. Uh, I have my windows oh. down. Yeah, Not a big deal. No sorry. worries. Well, uh, welcome to the show, Rob. What do you have? I uh, just wanted to thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, contract situation with Lamar makes me frustrated, man. Uh, they just need to pay the man because they're <laughs> missing out on the uh, the arguably the best player in franchise history, and they're going to miss out on future Super Bowl contentions if they do not pay him. And I'll take my calls off the air, my comments off the air. Thanks again for taking my call. Of course, thanks, Robin, and sorry about the name mix-up. Um, my first reaction to your call, and I know this because. Uh, all of my in-laws are from Baltimore. Um, they probably have a couple Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Jonathan Ogden questions for you. Um, some of them even claim like Johnny Unitas from the Baltimore Colts, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, here's the thing I'll say about Lamar. There has to be a number, and this goes for everybody except for maybe Mahomes. There has to be a number that's too high. Okay. I don't know what that number is. I don't know what it is for the Ravens, but there you there you can't just give him a blank check you, because no matter how good he is, no matter how good a quarterback is, you need other players, right? You you need other players. So I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell the Ravens you have to do whatever it takes. I'm going to say you have to do whatever it takes, not just within reason, but a little above reason. Like you have to go above what you're comfortable with to make it happen. You go above what you're comfortable with to make it happen. But but don't get don't get too crazy either because that can that can ruin you also. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. And Robbie will vouch for this. I've been arguing to pay Lamar for two, two and a half years now. Long time. I've, I've gotten in fights on air pretty aggressively on the Lamar side of things. So, you know, I've got receipts for it. I'm, I'm a card-carrying member of the bandwagon for Lamar Jackson. But I'm still not like blank check. You tell me, Lamar, how much do you want to make? I'm still not there yet. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. When we come back, uh, a a mock draft on ESPN.com has LeBron James as a top 10 pick. Now, I'm not saying LeBron James like LeBron James. His son as a top 10 NBA draft pick in the 2024 NBA draft. That's not fair to Bronny. Stick around. Tim Donnelly is talking about the NBA draft right now on Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. I went on ESPN.com yesterday. Makes sense, right? It's kind of work for me. And the lead story was Bronny James is in the mock draft in the top 10 picks of the 2024 NBA draft. My first reaction is not fair. And I'm not saying not fair to anyone other than Bronny James. Max Kellerman and Jalen Rose talked about it on this just in. Jonathan Gavoni just released a 2024 mock draft, Jalen, and Bronny James is a projected lottery pick. What do you think about that? 
I love it. It extends the clock of LeBron James. We look at this as LeBron's already 38 years of age, averaging 30. He has a chance to be in the league a lot of Griffey's, a lot of Bonds's as his son. And he's a legitimate McDonald's All-American. Now he's projected to be a top 10 pick. Hmm. I don't know what that has to do with LeBron Sr. LeBron Sr. can be in the league if Bronny James is a second-round pick. Here's the problem I have with it. Bronny James is an exceptional, exceptional college basketball prospect. And any college basketball program would jump at the opportunity to get him on campus. Uh, I was just listening to the uh, the Mark Titus show. Mark Titus played, uh, he was a, a bench warmer, Club Trillion, they, or Mr. Trillion, they call him, because he played with Greg Oden and Mike Conley and those guys, and he was a bench warmer. So he would get in the last minute of blowouts, and his stat line would say one minute played, zero points, zero assists, zero rebounds, zero steals, zero blocks, zero. So it looked like one trillion because it was one, zero, 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 zero. So. Uh, he's now a sports media guy. He's got a podcast. I was listening to it, and someone asked him, uh, do you claim LeBron James as an Ohio State Buckeye? Because he's a big fan, and he didn't go to college, and he's on the sideline of football games and stuff. And Mark looked at him dead-faced and said, well, we'll decide after we see where Bronny James Jr. goes, right? We'll decide to see if his son goes to Ohio State, and then we'll, you know, if he's in the family, he's in the family or not. Like, Ohio State wants him. USC wants him. Oregon wants him. He, Bronny James is an exceptional college basketball prospect. I cannot understand how Jonathan Givney of ESPN.com put him in the top 10 picks without either A, using his name for clicks, which is messed up to the player because then you are actually putting the hype and the expectations of a top 10 pick on a player who's not ready for it, or B, overvaluing him because you think he has some kind of mystical magical genes that comes from LeBron James that's just going to make him better. Again, he's very good. I've seen him ranked in the mid-30s of recruits in his class. So like the 36th best recruit in his class. That's very, very good. Very, very, very good. However, I'm confused to see how there are 35 better recruiting college basketball prospects than you in your recruiting class, but there's not 10 better prospects than you in an NBA draft, especially when you consider you take the Europeans and the foreign prospects and you add them into the NBA draft pool. So he's like, all right, well, he's the 50th best player. Let's mock him number 10 to the magic. Living up to the hype and expectations is the most impressive thing that LeBron has done. But the hype and expectations were put on LeBron, I'm talking about senior, because of how good he was. It wasn't like causal, right? It wasn't, hey, LeBron's going to be the best scorer in the history of the game. He's going to score more points than anyone else. And then because you said that, it became true. You said that because you saw how otherworldly that guy's skills were. And it may have been bold, but it was at least supported by evidence. Let ready for this. This is this is where we are with Bronny James. Let Bronny James be a run of the mill top fifty recruit in his class. Think like think about how crazy it is that you have to say that. Top 50 recruits have a stupid amount of pressure on them already, right? They are already the best player from their middle school team, their AAU team, their high school team. They already have full cities saying, like, that's our guy. And they're just the 
37th, 38th, 50th best recruit in the class. Just let him be your average high four-star recruit that has blue bloods, meaning the programs, the Kentuckys, the Kansas, the, like the best of the best, clamoring for his services. Just let him be that. Don't use him to get clicks on your, your mock draft. They put out a mock draft. Guess what they didn't say on the big headline that was on the homepage of ESPN.com? Who the number one pick was. It was all about Bronny James. It's a weird phenomena that that we're forcing on him. Like how soon before they're saying like the 2027 draft, the, his younger brother is going to be the number one pick. If he's the 38th best recruit in his class, he's not the 10th pick in the draft. And, and, and if you're just assuming like, oh, he has the work ethic to get better because he's LeBron James's kid. I don't, I don't think you can just bank on that. And secondly, I, I don't think you can assume that everybody else out there has had the same resources that he's had, right? There's some kid right now that's going to end up competing with, with LeBron James Jr. to be a draft pick who hasn't had any like nutrition Right, hasn't had a nutritionist or hasn't been in a state-of-the-art weight room that isn't his high school and it's an old science class that they, they took the desks out and put in a couple benches. I guarantee you LeBron James Jr. has a state-of-the-art, like in his, probably has his own one, like a wing off of his dad's performance center. Not, not to say that's his fault. I'm just saying you can't just assume things because he's LeBron James Jr. You have to assume what he puts on the court is what's good enough. And it's good enough for just about everything other than a top 10 pick. It's, it's, it's the Arch Manning thing all over again. It's weird. Let the kids be themselves. Like, I want to, do you know what I want? And I don't even know if this is possible, but this is what I want. You've seen The Voice, right? And their whole, their whole gimmick is you can't see the player, you, or the singer, you just hear the singer. And then you turn your your chair, and, and that way it doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter what your fashion is, it only matters what your sound is. I want to start a recruiting website, okay? For every major sport, right? Men's and women's basketball. We'll do we'll do football, obviously, maybe some 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 baseball, volleyball, who knows? And I want to somehow create a, a software that eliminates all identifiers, right? They look like, do you remember the, the and one t-shirts? They used to have the faceless guy with a, a jersey that had no marks on it. Like, I, I want everyone to look like that and you can watch their film and grade them. And then it'll tell you, hey, this guy goes to IMG Academy in Florida with all the resources. Or this person goes to small town school in, in northern Idaho. Right, I, I, I want you to have to turn your chair without knowing that their last name is James or Manning. And then once you turn their chair, then you, you're going to have to recruit, so you're going to have to talk to the parents at some point. But go nameless and faceless with your evaluations. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Speaking of big-time recruits, Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, Heisman Trophy defending champion, told People Magazine... His first choice in the NFL would be playing for the Miami Dolphins. Someone should let him know that the, the draft kind of decides that for him. Stick around.